Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what is going on? It is Jeff Hartman, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, here with you with another episode of the Steelers Burning Question. Got a tough question this week. At least it was tough for me to answer. And for once, in the past few weeks, it has nothing to do, directly at least, with Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, Ben Roethlisberger, or any of the shenanigans that have been going on in Pittsburgh over the last two, three months. So that's the good news. So if you're someone that's sitting there thinking, I, I love these podcasts, but my gosh, guys, we, we don't need to talk about this every week. This is going to be a football podcast. Now, if you're watching live on YouTube for the very first time, if you join us in the live chat, you can always discuss things with other people in the live chat. And later on in the show, after I answer my burning question, I want to hear what you think about the answer to that question, as well as ask some questions yourself. And I'll answer those in the latter portions of the show. With that said, let's get right to it. The Steelers burning question this week is, what position is the biggest need for the Steelers Entering the 2019 season. I'll say that again. What position is the biggest need for the Steelers heading into the 2019 season? Now, look, every team has needs. These are not wants. These are needs. These are positions that you likely will not be successful unless you address them. Those are needs. And so every team has this. The defending Super Bowl champion New England Patriots, they do. Uh, you think about the other big-name teams in the league, the Chiefs, the Rams, the Saints. All those teams have played on Championship Sunday. They all have needs. Now, when you're looking at team needs, and this isn't just for the Steelers, it's for any NFL team, you have to think about, okay, what are first things first? Let's address what those needs are. Secondly, let's then figure out how are we going to obtain these players? Because in the offseason, you have options. You have NFL draft. You have NFL free agency. Those are the two primary sources that provide talent for any particular franchise. And so with that said, we need to address first what are the positions of need? So this is in no particular order yet. I'll get to what the biggest position of need is, but I want to just get some of them out of the way. We'll probably do three, maybe four. Now, uh, first and foremost, for me, if Antonio Brown's traded, and Kevin Colbert spoke at the NFL Scouting Combine Wednesday, and he talked about how they're getting more offers, more. there's more buzz, there's more conversation surrounding Antonio Brown and potential trade partners. He didn't go into any specifics, nor did we ever expect that to happen. But he also said that if Antonio Brown, that they don't get the return that they think they, they should get for Antonio Brown, they're not going to trade him. So I'm going to go on the assumption that he is going to be traded. If and when Antonio Brown is traded from the Pittsburgh Steelers, to me, wide receiver skyrockets up the list of team needs. It's in the top three, wide receiver, because you just don't, you can't. It's not a, it's not a you don't. It's a you cannot go into 2019 thinking that James Washington is a good enough complimentary receiver across from Juju Smith-Schuster. You can't. So you have to look for help. How do you do it? 
We'll talk about that in a sec. Another position of need. Inside linebacker. They signed John Bostic last year. LJ Fort played more than Bostic did in 2018. The, the gaping hole left by Ryan Shazier is still felt on this defense to this day. We all wish Ryan Shazier the best, but his skill set and the, what they're missing in terms of athleticism, speed, explosiveness, has never even been sniffed, let alone touched, by any number of players. Sean Spence, Vince Williams, uh, last year, John Bostic, LJ Ford, Tyler Matikavich, all these players that tried, you just can't find any guy off the street and plug them into that position and think that all is well with the world. This is not your 1970s, 1980s inside linebacker where they're big, they're stocky, they're downhill players. That's not today's game. Today's NFL requires sideline-to-sideline side speed, athleticism, coverage skills, intelligence. They are the key cog in that defense. They are the hub, so to speak. So inside linebacker, absolutely, is on the list. Next, we'll go cornerback. I think that the Artie Burns experiment is nearing its end probably safe to say they're not going to pick up his fifth-year option next year. Doesn't mean that he won't bounce back. Kevin Colbert said that Artie Burns needs to find his game, quote-unquote. Um, I, I think that Artie Burns could rebound this year, but I don't think it's going to be a rebound to the point where people say, well, we didn't need to go after a cornerback. They do need to go after a cornerback. Look, Joe Hayden is great. Joe Hayden is getting older. Joe Hayden, although he had a pretty healthy season last year, has been plagued with injuries throughout his career. And opposite him, when you have, when you just wrapped up a season where Cody Sensabaugh was your number two receiver, I'll say that again. Cody Sensabaugh was your number two cornerback. That's a problem. That is a gigantic red flag that is saying we need to find a cornerback. So that's definitely a team need. Now, so far, I've listed three in case you're joining us late. The first was wide receiver and the under the assumption that Antonio Brown is traded. The second was inside linebacker. The third was cornerback. And I'm going to go one more. I'll go to four. I could go more. <laughs> I'll stop at four. I'm going to say safety. It's not that I don't like Sean Davis because I do. And I think he is. One of the guys that I was very, very pleased with in the defensive secondary last year, especially after moving from strong safety to free safety. He did it well, I thought. I thought he had a very good season. I want a better strong safety. Terrell Edmonds didn't play horribly last year. I don't think it was ever the intention of the Steelers for him to play as much as he did last year. Morgan Burnett's injuries probably had a lot to do with how much Terrell Edmonds played. In my opinion, Terrell Edmonds is the perfect dime linebacker role, and I'm pretty sure that that's why they drafted him in the first place. Look, some might say, well, why would you waste a first-round draft pick on a sub-package player? Well, you waste you don't waste a draft pick on a sub-package player when your team plays sub-packages over 75% of the time. 
he's playing a lot. So that wouldn't be a wasted pick, first and foremost. But I want someone that's more of a natural, strong safety that has better coverage skills, that seems to play the run and the angles a little bit better. How you go about getting this player, we're going to talk about that. So now, that's we diagnosed four positions of need for the Steelers. Now, before we rank them in terms of importance, I'm going to go back through that list and I'm going to talk about whether I feel that they should look for these players in the draft, these players in free agency, or possibly both, because there are positions that you could say they should do both. They should bring in a veteran and they should bring in a, a young player, a rookie. So we'll go all the way back to the list of so wide receiver. I look at the Steelers wide receiver depth with also the fact that Eli Rogers is a free agent, according to Kevin Colbert before the, he did his pre combine local media session. He said how Eli Rogers is a free agent. So let's assume he's not coming back either. Now you're left with Juju Smith Schuster, James Washington, and Ryan Switzer is really your only returning players. Darius Hayward Bay is a free agent. Justin Hunter is a free agent. Eli Rogers is a free agent. Antonio Brown's going to be gone. This is a position of that, in my opinion, you have to go after in a two-prong approach. You need to find a free agent, whether that's um, – uh, there, there's been a couple names floating around. I expect there's going to be some players that are uh, released. I know Conley from the Chiefs is someone that – um, I know Dale Lawley of DK Pittsburgh Sports has brought his name up several times as a player that you could bring in. He's a veteran. He's fast. He can take the top off of defenses, maybe take some attention off of Juju Smith-Schuster. He's an option, but he's just kind of an example, not necessarily him solely. Okay, so you definitely need to find a veteran or someone with experience to come in. I think you also look high in the draft. I'm talking day one or day two, preferably day two. Remember, rounds one is day one, rounds two and three are day two. Look for a day two pick again. This would be potentially the third straight year that they would have a day two wide receiver being selected. I think two years ago is Juju. Last year was James Washington. They have a trend of finding these players in the second and third round. They need to add to the cupboard. Again, all under the assumption that Antonio Brown is traded. Then you go to inside linebacker. And I know a lot of people love these some of these rookies. He, I think back to last season, like Leighton Vander Esch was a player that Steeler Nation, the majority of them were enamored with. They loved his speed. They loved his athleticism. He was very tenacious against the run. A lot of people had their hesitations, played at Boise State. You understand the story. He ended up playing very, very well for the Dallas Cowboys. So he played so well that they're now talking about him him being the everyday starter next year, and there's the incumbent, Sean Lee, will be looking for employment elsewhere. Uh, I'm not so certain that those type of players are just randomly selected in the NFL draft, meaning I'm not so sure you're always going to be able to find a rookie. And the Steelers draft at number 20. I don't think this is an, a position that I want to draft unless – I somehow move up to get someone that I know is a is a bona fide starter. And they there are those players in every draft. I'm looking more for free agency here. Uh, John Bostic, he's just he's a good player but he just doesn't fit into the scheme anymore. He's more of their base 3-4. They don't run that that often. I'm looking for someone that's dynamic. 
it, I'll give you the perfect example. I doubt this would ever ha happen because I don't think this player will ever even sniff free agency. But if he does, C.J. Mosley of the Baltimore Ravens. Here's a guy that was drafted the same year as Brian Chazier. And a lot of people thought that Mosley was a better prospect coming out of Alabama than Chazier out of Ohio State. Um, maybe you could make a run at Mosley like they did with Donta Hightower a few years ago when he was a free agent. Uh, he ended up going back to New England, but they made a serious run at him. I think they would do the same thing with Mosley. Again, I don't think that's going to happen. I think the Ravens are going to sign him to an extension, but they have options there. But I think that's a free agent position. You may disagree, and I, I that's fine. We are all, we're all entitled to our opinions. But I'm going to say that inside linebacker is a is a position of experience. If you're going to be the main communicator on a defense, you can't just step in as a rookie and do that. Not many people can. And uh, I don't think the Steelers draft in a position where they're going to be able to find one of those players. Okay, cornerback. You look again, you look at the whole cupboard. Did this with the, the receiver position, what we do with cornerback as well. You have Joe Hayden, Cody Sensible is a free agent. He, as much as he played last year, he's going to probably want a lot of money, probably more than the Steelers are willing to pay. Brian Allen's still there. Cameron Sutton's still there. And yeah, just, I don't know, just kind of not very good. So this is another one, just like receiver. I'm, I'm looking for both. I'm looking for a, a free agent acquisition. Think like a Cody Sensabaugh, maybe not Cody Sensabaugh himself, but when they sign Cody Sensabaugh, it's a guy that you're like, yeah, it's a good insurance policy. We hope you don't have to use him, but it's a good insurance policy. And then I look for a player in the draft. I'm looking again, day one, day two. These are team needs. These are important team needs. So you're looking for early draft picks. The cornerback position, unlike inside linebacker, in my opinion, is one that you see more and more players come into the league with success immediately. Uh, you think about like Lattimore down in New Orleans is a good example. Um, White up in Buffalo is another good example where they stepped onto the scene. It wasn't too big for them, and they played right away, and they played well. That's important. Terrell Edmonds played right away, but did he really play well? Ah, I, I really can't answer that with a yes. Just because he played a lot does not mean he played well. It, it says a lot about the depth on the team. It, it, it also, I think cornerback, you go free agent and NFL draft for that position. Safety, this is one where with, with, with Edmonds there, Morgan Burnett, he could be traded, possibly. Uh, they still own his rights. He wants out, supposedly. That was a report way earlier in the offseason. I think this is a position, in my opinion, where you have, I'm looking for another one. So you talk about C.J. Mosley with inside linebacker, like Landon Collins. If you could make a run at him, that would really help your, your, your secondary in a lot of ways. He's that thumper. He's a very experienced guy. He's high pedigree from Alabama, played a lot for New York. Um, would he be a guy that would be able to come in and fix things? You move Terrell Edmonds then in other places, and some will say, well, what about guys like Marcus Allen? Look, Marcus Allen's a project. He's always been a project. He's probably a special teams player, sub-package guy at the, at the best. You want to win right now, you got to go out and get a player that can make a big deal, make a difference. And so maybe if it's a... If it's a trade, so let's say you do trade Morgan Burnett, you get another draft pick, or let's say you trade one of your picks for a player, uh, like they did with Ryan Switzer last year with the Dallas Cowboys, I'm sorry, with the Oakland Raiders, as he was shipped to Oakland before he went to Pittsburgh. Uh, those are all options. 
Safety, I would not have that as a maybe at the earliest a, a third round draft selection if they are to go to safety. I, I'm not thinking that's going to be a day one or day two pick, but I'm definitely looking free agency for that. Okay, so where are we now? I'm looking at these four positions, and I'm trying to decipher, and this is not easy for me, folks, and I have nothing written down. I don't know exactly. <laughs> I, I'm literally running this through my head as I go. So these four positions, in my opinion, are the top team needs. And again, this is all on the assumption that Antonio Brown is traded. If he isn't traded and he comes back, then wide receiver then becomes a secondary need. It's not. It's more of a luxury pick than it is anything else. It's not that they wouldn't bring in another player for like a free agent, but I wouldn't think it's going to be a day one or day two pick. So under the assumption that he's gone, I'm tempted to say wide receiver might be the most important, but it's not. To me, it's inside linebacker is the biggest team need. And it's it's something I said earlier. The inside linebacker is the key cog. It's the hub. If you know what hubs are in terms of the railroad system, it's the center. It's it's what everything thrives and runs off of. So a hub's where the train would go in, it would get redirected, and then it would go back out. And that's what Ryan Shazier was to this defense. He was the main communicator. And when you watched him play, he was so visually in tune with what was going on in the field. Reading the play, getting his defensive front in line, making changes there, making hand signals back to the back. Now, once Ryan Shazier got hurt, everything changed. No one was ready to take over. It literally looked like the team was running around like chickens with their heads cut off prior to the snap. Now, you kind of got, you know, in 2017 when he got hurt and the defense really kind of took a step back, you understood. You said, ah, he's a dynamic player and they don't have Brian Chazier's just lining up in backup roles all across the league. But in 2018, that kind of continued. No one still really stepped up and was that guy that everyone else turned to to make the right call. So they need to find somebody. And this is why, in my opinion, when the when the Kevin Colbert openly stated that Le'Veon Bell was not going to have any tag placed on him, it was because they were told that the transition tender would have been $14.5 million. And if for them to put that transition tag on Le'Veon Bell, they would have had to save that $14.5 million in their salary cap. If you paid attention, that would take their roughly $17 million after signing Tyson Alawalu, and almost it would almost evaporate it. The Steelers are going to be players this year in free agency. I strongly believe that. Whether they're going to go over the big name, go after the big name players, I don't know. I doubt it. But they're going to be. I think they're going to have more of a presence in free agency than most fans are used to and accustomed to in the past. So if I'm ranking them from the the most important to the least important out of the four that I mentioned, obviously I just said inside linebacker is the most important. Could they find a rookie that could step in? Yeah. But I'm not sure if he's going to be able to do everything that they need from the inside linebacker position. So you would have to ask someone else like Vince Williams to take over and to really be that guy. So if inside linebacker is one, I'm going to go out on a limb and say the cornerback is two. And I say this because I feel that they really need another strong presence outside 
across from Joe Hayden. I think Joe Hayden has at least one more good year left in him. If they can get another really good cornerback across from him, it could really help the secondary. And maybe, just maybe, they can get a ball hawk that can actually intercept the football. And then after that is wide receiver. And the only reason I don't have wide receiver above cornerback is because if there's one position that the Steelers have proven that they can draft and draft well and then draft well in different rounds, it's wide receiver. And so in that case, for every reason why you don't trust them in selections like defensive backs, I do trust them in wide receivers. So I would have that third and then fourth, obviously, as safety. As I said earlier, I don't feel that that is a, as strong as a need as the others, but I still do feel that it is a very big team need. That secondary can be better, and it can be better if they make a play. So at this point in time, this is where if you're in the live chat on YouTube, I want to see your list. I want to see what are your top three or four positions of need and how do they go after it? It's one thing to say, well, they need a cornerback. Well, of course they need a cornerback, but are they so you do want them to draft a cornerback? Do you want them to go out and get free agency and get a quarterback? Cornerback? These are part of the things that we're starting to um, obviously um, unravel and start to figure out as like the NFL scouting combine is getting ready to kick off this week. So also, if you're in the live chat, this is where you can ask questions. If you have a question, I, I do want to say before we get into the question segment that if you have questions about specific college prospects, don't be stunned if I either skip over the question or answer it with, oh, I've heard a couple good things about this player because I typically will, I'm not a, I'm not a huge college football fan. And so I don't have a general knowledge of every single player that could be a potential pick for the Steelers. And so with that said, I also wait until the Steelers, like for instance, the combine meetings, who do they meet with at the combine? Once that list starts to kind of come out and then the pro days come out and okay, who's at the pro days, who's traveling to see these players. Then you can start to narrow your focus. You start to see the prospects the Steelers are actually interested in. Then you get to the pre official pre-draft visits. Now you're really seeing who they're interested in. And that's when I really start to do my homework. So I apologize if I don't understand a lot of these in these individual prospects, because I just don't watch a lot of college football, uh, I'm too wrapped up in the Steelers. So, all right, we'll have a couple lists rolling in. Um, Ron says uh, inside linebacker. He said he would draft an inside linebacker, cornerback, draft and free agency, and then wide receiver, and then draft. Um, yeah, I think most of us are probably going to have similar a list in terms of team needs. I, I would be stunned if someone would throw like running back up there or tight end. I mean, tight end is a position that you might want to target, but I don't think it's a top team need. Okay. Another one is um, inside linebacker with the draft cornerback with the draft and free agency, and then wide receiver through the draft. I like that. Um, okay. So here we have some, we have some questions coming in. So this is good. Good transition here. Reed asks, if you were Kevin Colbert and you had a chance to get into the top five, but you have to give up Antonio Brown in our 20th pick, do you pull the trigger? So in other words, the Steelers would be trading Antonio Brown and their first round pick to move up into the top five. Would I do it? 
I wish I, again, this is, this is the part where for me to answer it, I wish there was one prospect that I had in mind that I knew wouldn't be there at 20, but would really transform the team. I make that trade. I would, because if you can get a top five pick and that Antonio Brown's gone, you're at least getting someone that can be a transformative talent, transformative, transform the team, make them better immediately. That's what I want this year Morses and others that this is not a luxury pick team, a team of a pick where you say, well, he's really raw. He's got all those tangible skills, skill set. And think about what they said about Artie Burns. He's long, he's athletic, he's rangy. It's a, it was a project and we know how, how that's panned out so far. So I would make that deal to answer your question, Reed. I would make that deal. Uh, some more team needs rolling in. Um, would I cat? Would I target Captain Munnellin and free agency? This coming from the sheep. Um, I believe he's coming off of injury. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. And so, a lot of times, if a player's coming off an injury, you have to really do your homework in regards to their health, because the the one thing that the Steelers have not done well is done their homework on players' health. Uh, look at Morgan Burnett, chronically hurt. Vance McDonald, until this past year, always hurt. Ladarius Green, always hurt. Th they need to avoid players that are banged up and damaged goods. So if he is, if, if, if my recollection is correct, and he is coming off of an injury, I'm not going to be jumping to the front of the line to make a move. Think about how the Steelers played their cards with Morgan Burnett last year. He was considered one of the highest, like the most sought after safeties in the free agent market. And day one can't comes and goes not signed day two, still not signed. Steelers just sit back, let that price tag come down. You know, it's like a, a target. You get, you start send them to the clearance rack. And then the Steelers jumped on it. They got a decent deal, much friendlier cap hit. And so that's where I go. So, um, yeah. Question from Champagne. He's as uh, a Champagne. He says, "How about Trey Wayne's?" I remember when Trey Wayne's uh, was the name that Steeler fans were talking about. I, I believe he played at Michigan State, and they say, "Oh my gosh, Trey Wayne's!" If if the Steelers could get Trey Wayne's, and Trey Wayne's gets drafted by the Vikings, and I was never that impressed with him. Never that impressed with them. I, when the Steelers played them uh, in 2017, he did not look very good. Uh, then again, Antonio Brown makes a lot of defensive backs not look very good. Uh, he has had some questionable play. Could you get him cheap? And this is suggested as a rotational cornerback, then that's a possibility. But I would not go out and obtain Trey Waynes in a you're going to be a starter type position that just, no, I don't think that's going to be uh, a possibility. Um, vodka drinker says if we lose Antonio Brown, need to go after golden Tate, uh, golden Tate's probably the biggest name as a wide receiver on the free agent market. And you're not alone. I saw Mark Caballi, the beat writer for the athletic covers the Steelers. He said that he could really see the Steelers going after Tate. He's the type of player that they typically target. Um, even though he's a little bit older, he's very experienced, runs good routes. Um, he's definitely reliable, has good hands. 
He's not as explosive as Antonio Brown is, but he can do a lot of the things that Antonio Brown does and probably just enough to keep defenses honest. So it's not that crazy to consider. Uh, but at the same time, you know, if they lose Antonio Brown, like I said earlier, I think you have to approach that position with both a free agent pickup, which Tate would be, as well as a draft pick. So there you go. Um, so, yeah, so here we have a couple more lists that are coming in. Inside linebacker, edge rusher, cornerback, wide receiver. Oh, but Snow, Snowman, he says that receiver goes to the top if Antonio Brown's traded. That's interesting. And edge rusher, you know, I thought about putting edge rusher on my list, but ultimately it came down to I felt that was only a depth play. Like I, I Whether you like Bud Dupree or not, they're not getting rid of him. Uh, TJ Watt, no one's complaining about him. But you might not like Bud Dupree, but I think that if you were to get an edge rusher early, it's just going to be a depth guy, a rotational guy. Not that that's a bad thing. I just don't. I think there's more needs that are that are higher than that, from in my personal opinion. Um, if Arizona wanted Antonio Brown, would you want Patrick Peterson in a pick or something else? Um, Arizona's in a unique situation. They have the number one overall draft pick. I think I said this in a in a podcast prior to this one, but I'll say it again. The Steelers could easily benefit from this pick. They. I say I say this loosely because with Kyler Murray out there and their head coach and the history that they have together, it's not thought that they're going to go after a quarterback considering they have Josh Rosen, who's going into his second year. So if they don't need a quarterback, there's probably a team that wants to move up to get one. And so let's say it's the team that picks fifth that says, we want that top pick. So if they have another an extra one, they might say, we'll give you, we'll swap ones. So you will take, we'll take your number one overall. You'll take our fifth. And then we'll also give you a later round pick. And then maybe a second round. They, they always throw in all these extra picks. Pittsburgh might be able to get one of those secondary picks. You know what I mean? Uh, you look at a team like Oakland too, another one. But the thing about Patrick Peterson is that when you bring in Patrick Peterson, if that were the case, Patrick Peterson still is going to be paid a lot of money a year. And so the salary cap would be really tough to maneuver around and manage with the dead money from Antonio Brown still on the books. So as much as I would love for Patrick Peterson to be a part of an Antonio Brown trade, I just don't think it's very likely. So there you have that. Um, would I take Terrell Pryor for a one-year minimum if he says he would love to sign? You know, This was something that when we talked about wide receivers, on our Steelers preview show, which will be live on YouTube tomorrow night. That'll be Thursday night. I literally laughed at Brian Davis when he said it. But as he continued to talk, and as he continued to, as I continued to listen, I thought to myself, that's not really that bad of a, an idea. If he's willing to sign almost like a league minimum deal, I think maybe you pull the trigger on that. Because... He's a player that has upside. We know that. He's a player that has skill. We've seen it. Maybe he just needs to be on the right team. Maybe he just needs the right quarterback. Maybe he just needs the right support system. Maybe the Steelers in Pittsburgh, his hometown, is where he belongs. I would be okay with it. I've kind of changed my tune. I'd be okay if they want to bring in Troll Pryor. It'd be a very low-risk move. If he doesn't pan out, you cut him. And that's it. 
back to the scrap heap for him. If the Steelers want to do their diligence, I wouldn't, I would not have a problem with it at all. Okay. So let's have a couple more questions here before we call it a show. <sighs> if by week six, Bud Dupree has eight sacks, he would trade him to the highest bidder. Um, a lot of people are saying that they're not on the Bud Dupree bandwagon. The, someone else snowman says Bud needs to be pushed, but maybe in the fourth or fifth round. Bud Dupree has a breakout season. It's going to be interesting. Um, it's going to be interesting what Bud Dupree does. I, I actually liked what I saw from him last year from the from the opposite side. Say what you want about the move, because I criticized it at first, saying... If he's more productive on that side, why in the heck did you have him on the left side for so long? So, I don't know. They switched. He was more explosive. He was more dynamic. Didn't necessarily lead to more sacks, but I'll tell you what. they He and TJ Watt seem to have some, some mojo going, so to speak. Hopefully that can continue. So, at this point in time, we'll wrap up the show. I appreciate all those that have contributed in the live chat, on live on YouTube. If you didn't know that we were on YouTube. If you go to YouTube and search BTSC Steelers Radio and subscribe, every time we go live, you will get a notification and you can set up your notification so it goes to your phone or an email so that you don't miss any shows. But even if you miss one, they're always there for you. And if you have a commute like I do to work, the best thing to do is to listen to it on your, on your way to work. Um, I know I get frustrated with uh, the amount of garbage that gets talked about on sports talk radio when really all I want to hear are Pittsburgh sports. So if you're just a Steeler fan and that's all you want to hear is Steelers talk, we literally give you a podcast a day, Monday through Friday. Standard is a standard. It's a longer show, typically about an hour. Then you have, yeah, I said it. Lance Williams is a solo show, which is about 10 to 15 minutes. It's shorter my show, which typically runs about 30 minutes after I do the Q&A at the end, the Steelers preview, and then also the Steelers hangover is about 45 minutes to an hour. So great content. You can find us on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher. Um, my favorite is Spotify. Uh, I like to utilize that platform as much as possible. So check us out there. And as always, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Eight articles a day folks even in the off season during the season where it's like 10 to 12 so it's it's a steelers fanatic it's the steeler fanatic heaven put it that way so burning question what's your biggest team need hop down to the comment section whether it's on youtube or on behind the steel curtain.com and let us know until then we'll see you next week on another episode of the steelers burning question